so wise. Imagine it's dinner time at your house and your whole family is making its way to the dinner table. And when you all get there, you're stunned to see a guest you didn't expect. It's Jesus sitting at the head of the table. Suddenly, the atmosphere in the room changes. Jesus welcomes you warmly and he kindly asks you to take your place at his table. Now, as you take your seat, you're thinking about your family relationships in light of your guest. And you're thinking about the spat about the Easter dinner menu that you just had with your spouse. You're thinking about your teenage daughter who's been wildly rebellious over the last few months. And then there's your son, the star basketball point guard on the varsity team whose uh, head barely fits through the garage door these days. Well, Jesus looks up, smiles, but he has that look that comes with a gaze that uncovers those thorny heart attitudes that you would just as soon forget. As he looks at you, he sees your less than kind attitude toward one of the church's elders who so easily gets under your skin. He looks at your spouse and he sees the unloving remarks made in a recent verbal battle. He sees your daughter's sensitive heart crying out for attention, uh, but sees that she has foolishly taken matters into her own hands to get what she thinks she needs. It's just in all the wrong ways. And then he sees the pride of your son and he puts a memo on his to-do list to help him uh, help your son understand that the gift that he has as a star point guard is from the Lord's hand. Now Jesus tells you why he's there to talk about proper manners for enjoying friendship at the Lord's table. So the master teacher begins with some questions forcing you to think just a little bit. His first question is easy. He asks, uh, tell me uh, what you think about why we celebrate the Lord's table in your church. Now, Dad knows the answer to this uh, because it's carved right there in the edge of the table on which the elements are placed by the deacons. He says, we do this in remembrance of you. Very well said, said Jesus. So, what is it about me that you are remembering? Now, your wife has got this one. She says, your death, which is symbolized by the bread and the plastic cup of Welch's grape juice. Perfect, says the master teacher. Now, here's the all-important question. What do you think I mean by inviting you to my table in a worthy manner? However, everyone looks to dad for this answer because no one is really sure how to answer this one. Saving the family from some embarrassment, Jesus says, tell me, what did I do to accomplish uh, something for you by my death? And to your surprise, your son, not known for paying attention during the worship service, he says, the church, your bride, you saved a bunch of people for yourself, and it's called the church. Yes, young man, and what is it that's so important about these people? Why are they important to me? Precious people for whom you died? That's your daughter. She answers more with a question. And Jesus says, exactly right. Now. How are you going to receive and love those for whom I died? Now, in the pause that seems to last for hours, Dad is thinking about that elder that he called an idiot after the men's breakfast last week because of his political views. Mom is thinking about the woman in her Bible study who comes alone, leaves alone, and no one hears from during the rest of the week. The daughter thinks about her uh, BFF going through a really awful time 
because her parents are getting divorced. Uh, her friend has gotten very quiet and obviously sad. And uh, because uh, your daughter doesn't know what to say, she avoids her at lunch. The star basketball player thinks to himself that he's glad he's not like the other players on the team who don't get as much playing time as he does. So Jesus, having seen and having heard it all, asks, if I invited the people you were just thinking about to come to my table, would you be comfortable with them here? Would you receive them in the same manner that I have received you? Would you love them and care for them? Because they are precious to me and they've received the same grace that you received. There's a slight pause, but he then goes on to say, my grace brought you into my family as brothers and sisters, all of whom have benefited from my broken body and blood. It was my death on your behalf that makes you worthy to come to my table. If you receive them as I have received you, your actions show that your faith in me is genuine. You show that you have embraced all that my death has accomplished, and you become a means of grace to those who were just, who you were just thinking about. Now, that is good table manners. Table manners were a big deal growing up in my family. My, my father got his manners from his grandmother and he insisted that we learn them. Manners like no talking with food in your mouth, chew with your mouth closed, no elbows on the table. If we had cell phones then, there would have been a safety deposit box on the way to the dinner table. Now as Christians, good table manners at the Lord's table reflects what's in our heart, our heart attitudes towards Christ and His body, the church. And that is why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11:27, to take the bread and the cup of the Lord in a worthy manner. The self-examination that's called for there is in some deep personal introspection to become worthy. We already are worthy by Christ alone. But it is a reminder, even a gentle correction of the heart. Do we come to the Lord's table with humble gratitude or a haughty indifference, with glad gravity or a casual flippancy? Do we come with our hope firmly fixed in the worthiness of Jesus or in our own worthiness? So the next time you come to the Lord's table, let that fictitious story that uh, I just recounted become your story in specific ways. Are there cautions that you need to pay attention to, to make adjustments so that your life, your words, your relationships reflect obedience to the gospel? And then, receive the elements with joy in Christ. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining me. And thanks to Steve Dion, working all the angles with his camera to make the Wisdom 828 a ministry to stamp out spiritual malnutrition one episode at a time. You be of good cheer.